we assume what we think is our customer, we assume what they want. Uh, and the assumptions in many cases could be correct, but in a lot of cases, probably most, they're going to be wrong. For example, we offer a traffic suite, right? Like Ubersale helps with SEO. But just because it helps with SEO doesn't mean I have all the right features. Doesn't mean that just because it can help you get more SEO traffic, people are going to use it. Why is it different than other people? Do people not understand how to take that data and implement it on their site? If you don't dig deep into your customers and find out what they really want, what they're looking for, you won't be able to optimize for their user experience. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. I'm very excited this week to have as our feature guest, Neil Patel. Now, if you've been living on another planet for the last 10 years and you're not sure who Neil is, he is one of the co-founders of Kissmetrics. He was one of the co- he is one of the co-founders of Crazy Egg. Uh, he has a whole bunch of other tools, uh, including Uber Suggest and Subscriber, uh, which we talk about in the show. He also was the founder of Quick Sprout. Uh, he started Quick Sprout, which was a personal blog that he started just to uh, learn and teach about online marketing. Uh, he now ranks number one and two for the words online marketing. He is an SEO master. Uh, He revealed on the show that he's getting about 3 million hits or visits to his website uh, a month. He now also has a consulting agency called Neil Patel Digital, and there's a lot more stuff coming down the pipeline. Neil is one of those guys that just puts out so much free available content and is super helpful and has used that to position himself as an authority and has built businesses off that reputation. So without further ado, let's go and meet Neil Patel. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and I'm very excited to have with me on the line here, Neil Patel. Mr. Neil Patel, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for doing this. Um, it's funny, you know, your name's been on like the our list of people that we'd love to have on the podcast for a long time and I don't know how it just kind of never happened. And all of a sudden I saw your name come up in the calendar. I'm like, who got Neil Patel on the podcast? How the hell did you do that? And Ray, our marketing manager is like, uh, we just reached out and asked him. I'm like, really? Was it that easy? I wish I wish I would have known it would have been that easy. Yes. Yeah, not that hard to get an email and I respond to most of them. So. Awesome. Good stuff. Now, for those who have been living under a rock for the last 10 years, who is Neil Patel and what do you specialize in? What do you do? Sure. I'm a marketer. Uh, I own an ad agency called Neil Patel Digital, and we just help companies grow their traffic, conversion, sales, uh, have a few software companies uh, like Uber Suggests and subscribers, and the list keeps going on and on. And typically, they're software companies that help people with their traffic generation or conversion. I want to talk about the software companies a little bit uh, in a while, and uh, but let's just back up a little bit because before... like. 
there kind of feels to me like there's, this is like Neil Patel version 2.0. I've been following you for a long time and I was following you when I was watching videos on Quicksprout and then you launched Kissmetrics. So tell us, uh, tell us where, how that, how Quicksprout and Kissmetrics came about and, and kind of how you, how you sort of first made your foray into online marketing in the first place. Yeah, sure. So Quicksprout was just a personal marketing blog of mine. Now Quicksprout was a, uh, Kissmetrics was a venture funded startup and the goal was to do analytical solution that helped people optimize their lifetime value of their customer, their conversion rates, their funnels. Uh, you get the point. And uh, Kissmetrics had a long stint there. Uh, eventually a CEO came in place. He runs it. Uh, it, it. It's, you know, I don't know the health of the company. I'm no longer on the board. I own a very, very small stake. It's mainly investor run at this point. And with Quicksprout, eventually wanted to turn that into something that we would try to monetize and maybe create an SEO software. Uh, that didn't work out. And I had partners with that. Eventually I just uh, let them have quick sprout and be like, Hey guys, you can keep it. Uh, I've been focusing all my blogging attention on neilpatel.com in the last three, four years now. And that seems to be working out quite well. Neilpatel.com has been getting good traffic. It's well above a million visits a month. I think last month we crossed the 3 million visit mark. So it's been trailing. I've been following you as like the, the kind of the SEO guy learning how to do SEO from yourself and Rand over at Moz. You're probably the two main sources that I've been um, following over the last five or six years to learn that stuff. Um, so talk, talk to us a little bit about your approach to SEO. Cause I, and even when I go to your website now, your entire homepage is basically a, um, depending on, I guess, which version you're seeing at the time, if you're split testing, but I'm seeing an invitation to an SEO webinar. Cause you're set Australia, right? Yep. <laughs> That's fine. So what would I see if I was in San Francisco and I went to neilpatel.com? Similar. You would see a different homepage if you were in Brazil or Latin America or Germany, et cetera. So we have different homepages depending on the region and language you're in. Got it. I've always struggled with SEO because I'm going to be one of those really annoying people that says, but Neil, nobody knows they need my product until they use it. Nobody's actually searching for it, but they know they need it when they start using it. Come on, tell me I'm an idiot. And I don't know what I'm doing and what I should be doing instead. No, that's for a lot of people. But then you're in an industry. For example, if you're Uber, a lot of people didn't use Uber, know about Uber, because um, Uber is bigger than the taxi cab industry in general, right? Mm. They expanded it. But then you can still go after taxi cab related terms or other terms within your space. Mm. Even if it's not directly related to all your offerings, people then get in and find out all the other cool stuff you offer. Yeah. And I think that's as marketers, that's part of our job is to understand like we might be solving a problem that they don't know that they need a solution for, but our job is to figure out what problem they're trying to solve right now and get in front of them to help them solve that problem as a conversation starter. Yeah, exactly. And so now, and and so fast forward a little bit, you started crazy egg. Is, is, was that kind of the next thing after kiss metrics? It was before. So we tried raising money for crazy. I couldn't get venture funding. Uh, kiss metrics came out of it. It was crazy. Egg 2.0. It just got changed names to huh. kiss metrics. Right. But crazy egg still going, mm-hmm. yeah. going strong. And so crazy egg is now part of a suite of, of software products that you uh, that you have uh, aimed at helping business with online marketing. Um, I was just checking Matt a little bit uh, before subscriber, uh, Kiss Metrics. Just walk us through that that suite of products. Yeah, so there's quite a few. Um, Crazy Egg helps with conversion optimization, A/B testing, 
there's a WYSIWYG editor where you can make edits and changes to your sites, user recordings, heat maps, hello bar, similar conversion optimization, driving people to sales pages, uh, email collection, you know, uh, promoting a specific offering or product. Subscribers is push notification software, gets people back to your website. Uber suggests is an SEO tool that just helps you get more search traffic. Awesome. Uh, and subscriber is uh, not to confuse people. It's not about collecting email subscriptions. It's about getting, it's about desktop web uh, browser notifications, right? Correct. Eventually, email will be added to it as well. Right. How, how's the desktop notification place and space looking at the moment? Because I, I mean, I, I get stuff like that all the time and I'm just always going block, 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 block. I know a bunch of people, a friend of mine, Nathan Chan, at Founder Magazine kind of rolled it out, had sort of mixed results. What's your, obviously, you've got software that allows people to do it. Is it a thing that we as our audience are all web consultants, so we're all running digital marketing campaigns and building websites for clients. Should we be talking to our clients about this kind of web browser notification technology? Yes, extra traffic that you didn't have, so why not use it? That's a simple way to look at it. What what sort of uh, what sort of conversion rate should we be aiming for? What, how like how many people should we be kind of aiming to get to allow push notifications? Uh, it, it's low. It'll be like a percent of your traffic. Uh, the unsubscribe rate's high, but it's easy traffic. It's like extra additional traffic that you would have never had. And is it better for like e-commerce websites or works for any type of site? Works for Blogs, any type of site. E-commerce, doesn't matter. Can you, can you, I know with email subscribers, you can, you know, craft a particular offer to get people to subscribe to your email list. Is web push notifications the same? Can you craft an offer or is it just, hey, you know, we want to send you notifications, block or allow? No, you can do both. Awesome. Um, and so if we are, if we're dealing with a, a small business client who's kind of struggling to get their head around all this technology and we're running campaigns for them. One of the big problems that we come up against is actually just getting them to pay attention long enough so that we can tell them, hey, this is what we should be focusing on. Out of your suite of products, whether they're your products or other products that we're using, out of the conversion optimization stuff, the keyword research, the push notifications, where should we be starting the conversation with our client so that we can maximize the lifetime value of that client and they don't just get kind of overwhelmed with too much information? Uh, so I would say need none of my products. The way you should start the conversation is to get to know your product uh, customers, survey them, talk to them, pick up the phone, email them, whatever it may be. You're not going to maximize your revenue with your existing user base or your visitor base unless you truly understand them. What do they want? What solutions? Why? The why is big. It's not just what solution. Sometimes they'll tell you what they want, but it's not really what they want. You have to understand the why. Once you understand all of that, then you need to optimize for conversions, whether it's using my tools or someone else's tools. But the key that most people make or the mistake most people make within their marketing is they don't take the time to understand their audience. Why is that, do you think? Do you think that we're just impatient and we just want to apply our our boilerplate approach? Or? Uh, I think it's just, it's, no, we assume. We assume hmm. what we think is our customer, we assume what they want. Uh, and the assumptions in many cases could be correct, but in a lot of cases, probably most, they're going to be wrong. For example, we offer a traffic suite, right? Like Ubersale helps with SEO. But just because it helps with SEO doesn't mean I have all the right features. Doesn't mean that just because it can help you get more SEO traffic, people are going to use it. Why is it different than other people? Do people not understand how to take that data and implement it on their site? If you don't dig deep into your customers, 
and find out what they really want, what they're looking for, you won't be able to optimize for their user experience. And without that, you won't be able to maximize your lifetime value of your customer. Mm. Any tips on how to extract that information from clients when they kind of just give us standard generic responses when we start asking these questions? Phone helps, surveying helps. Uh, you can use like tools like SurveyMonkey or I like the phone. Phone helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm thinking about, I mean, Neil Patel Digital, which is a consulting agency, right? How, how do you like face-to-face when you're talking with a client and they're saying, well, we just want to, you know, we just want more sales from our e-commerce store, Neil, and we've heard that you're the man that can help us get there. I mean, is, is there much more to unpack there or is that just a, a straightforward response? No, um, you have to understand their profit margin. So like if someone came to me saying, I look, I'm looking for more e-commerce sales, I would be like, all right, what's your business? What's your profit margin? Uh, how do you sell your product? Who's your ideal customer? And once I learn those things, I can be like, where are your existing revenues coming from? Where's your existing conversions? Do you have analytics set up? Dive into the business. We may end up finding out things like paid advertising isn't profitable or they need a booster conversion rate to make it work. Or we may end up finding out that, hey, customers who buy X from their site also have an 80% chance of buying Y, but they don't offer upsells. So all these little things can help us maximize their LTVs, their uh, average revenue per user or per cart, uh, and then figure out the best marketing channels to go and tackle it to not just grow their revenue or traffic, but more so their profitability. And it kind of feels to me that you, uh, I don't know how active you are in Neil Patel Digital, but it kind of feels like you're doing services and you've got these software products that you offer customers. What's your preference? Uh all. I, I don't really have a preference of software or services. I look at it's a big market. If you want to gobble the most of the market share, you got to do a little bit of everything. What's the easiest part of the business to grow? Doing the client services or doing software? Easiest to grow from a revenue standpoint is services. Easiest to grow from a scalability standpoint is software. Yeah. Services are hard to scale, right? Yeah. I mean, stupid question, but why do you still do services? Why don't you just go all in on software if that's the thing that you can scale? We have a lot of requests for service-based business. And I enjoy consulting as well. By helping a lot of businesses grow, I'm seeing data in different industries. And it also gives me ideas on how to grow my own businesses. It also helps me become a better marketer as well. So as a uh, good, great answer, by the way, as a consultant, who is who would you not accept as a client? Is there is there like a particular criteria where you just like, when we, you can't yeah, work with us. Anyone we can't be profitable for. So we really look at growth and can we move the numbers uh, in traffic and conversions, leads, sales, whatever it may be. Um, that's the main metric we go after to any business that's not doing anything that we're not passionate about. Like some people do unethical stuff. Or if you're in like the casino industry or adult industry, we won't touch it. Stuff like that. But in general, we're open to everyone as long as you can make a profit for. Also, it's not feasible for us to work with everyone just because our account size minimums aren't the cheapest. Yeah, of course. And do you do, uh, is it like the full digital agency? You do paid traffic, on-site, conversion optimization, everything? Yeah, conversion, funnels, SEO, paid, email marketing, the whole gamut. Wow. Um, So what's the size of the team at the moment at Neil Patel Digital? Depends which office, but we're good in size. We're growing fast. I don't know the exact headcount. I know we hired seven or eight last month. Wow. Awesome. So we have a ton of job openings. I think we have like 12 or 13 job openings right now. We're hiring quite quickly. We're on our third office in a year. Wow. That's awesome. So how active are you in that business compared to the software business? I'm more active in the agency than anything else. Right. 
Um, and so I'm curious with the, and I, I'm asking on behalf of our audience here because I can hear them listening and I can hear them going, oh, ask this question. Um, in terms of like being able to identify the clients that are obviously where you're going to be able to get them an ROI and help them move the needle, are you looking at e-commerce companies or software companies or companies that can actually measure revenue from online marketing? No, we look at everything. Enterprise companies, B2B, B2C, e-commerce, real estate industry. We don't do a ton of local. We'll do local for businesses that are nationwide, but they want local presence in each and every single city. Mm -hmm. Uh, A local company in one city probably doesn't make enough money Mm. for it to be worth it for us uh, or them. And yeah, we, we specialize in everything. We're opening up an SMB division called a NPXL or Neil Patel Accelerator, whatever you want to end up calling it, but we'll, it's too long of a name, so it'll just probably called NPXL, which will come out in January, February of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then Neil Patel Digital will keep focusing on more enterprise companies. Uh, awesome. It sounds very exciting. Your, a lot of this has been built off the back of your personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is to have a personal brand and to be publishing useful information? I mean, you've pushed the free line so far, it's ridiculous in the last 10 years. And thank you for that, because I've learned a lot from your free content. How important do you think it is to establish yourself as a personal brand and push that free content as far as you can? It's important, but it's not needed. Corporate brands are better than personal, in my opinion. Have you heard of uh, iProspect? Uh, I've heard of, yeah. Okay, have you heard of iCrossing? No. Okay, those are two digital agencies that make well into the nine figures. I, I think iProspect's around four hundred million a year, four hundred thousand uh, or four thousand employees, four hundred million a year in revenue. You probably don't know one person who works there, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It's just their corporate brand works. It's not all about building a strong personal brand. Some of the biggest companies out there don't have a personal brand behind it yet. They just print cash, hand over fist. There's a company in, uh, that's publicly traded called Fortive. It's an industrial conglomerate. No one even has heard of it in the United States, yet their market cap is 27 or $26 billion, mm. right? So personal brand, some of the biggest personal brands, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Michael Jordan, they don't make as much as these corporate brands. Nike, you know, from Visa, MasterCard. Range Rover, you name it. The corporate brands make way more money. So, you know, consultants who are serving small business, it's a quick route for us, isn't it, to establish ourselves as an authority. Is that why you went hard on your personal brand and published so much content? And you were, I mean, your personal brand looks great too. It's not, it's evolved over the years. I've seen it evolve over the years. It's really tight now. There's, it's great branding. It's great design. You've obviously put a lot of effort into that. Why did you choose the personal brand route? I didn't choose it. I fell into it. So as we were doing marketing, we couldn't afford to do Google AdWords to generate business. So I started blogging and eventually my personal brand just screw out of it. I wasn't planning on it. I wasn't focusing my attention being like, ah, oh, today I want to grow my personal brand. Just happened to grow by just providing good information or so what I think is good information. And if you were to go back and give Neil Patel 10 years ago uh, a bit of advice, would you do that again? Would you go down the personal brand route again? No. Really? I would go pure. Really? Why, why is that? That's interesting. It's so interesting to hear that he said it because you, you're such a public you are such a public figure online and well, I already have it. So might as well keep growing it, but corporate brands easier to grow and scale and hire multiples. If you ever want to sell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm totally here that hire multiples if you want to sell, but I'm really curious as to 
like unfunded? Do you think like bootstrapped? Do you think a corporate brand is still easier to grow and easier to scale than personal? No, no. Personal brand is easier to grow at the beginning. Corporate brand scales and grows much more in the long haul. Yeah. It just takes a long time and costs more money, right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, how do you pivot if you've got like a really strong personal brand and you want to move towards corporate? How do you do that? Uh, I, I don't know the honest answer to that. I just know you work on building them both at the same time. I think once your personal brand's up, it's too hard to pivot more. So you just have to focus on both. Mm. Um, what's, what are you excited about over the next 12 months in terms of what other software tools you might be working on or what else is coming down the pipeline? I'm releasing more features in Uber suggests in early December or technically late December, early January. Uh, that'll be fun. I'll take SEM rushes, a lot of their paid features and make them free. Wow. <laughs> is that a, is that a, a direct play against SEM rush or into that, into that no, space? I like no. rush. Marina, the CEO is awesome and amazing. Just, I'm just going to take a lot of the features and give it away for free. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> Heck, I even pay for SEM rush accounts. I think it's a good tool. Yeah. 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 We've, we use it as well and we really like it. Uh, but Hey, if you're going to offer it for free and Uber suggests, then we'll be keeping an eye on that. In order to get a, a bit of a scope of your work and your tools, where's the best place for someone to start? If they're new to the Neil Patel world, where's the best place for them to start to sort of get involved in what it is you're doing? NeilPatel.com and then just head over to the blog. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Neil Patel, I'm respectful of your time and I, I, I know it's late there and I want to thank you so much for sitting up with us and uh, being on the show and uh, offering some value here. Uh, for everyone listening, get on over to neilpatel.com and check out what Neil's doing and I look forward to seeing how the software tools evolve over the next 12 months and keeping an eye on things. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Neil. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed getting to know Neil Patel as much as I did. Please subscribe at iTunes, wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Uh, leave us an honest rating and a review too. It really does help us come up in the results. And we love reading your feedback and taking that feedback on board. Of course, we share everything that we're doing here on our blog at wpelevation.com. We go live once a week on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock on Facebook uh, with a show called Silence is Golden with myself and my co-host Simon Kelly and Max, the producer. And you can find that on Facebook at wpelevation.com slash Facebook and all the replays of our podcast and live stream shows and all of our how-to videos and tutorials are also on our YouTube channel at wpelevation.com slash YouTube which our in-house designer Ben has made look amazing recently it's had a bit of a facelift so go and check it out look forward to your company again soon please leave us a comment somewhere on those social platforms and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast or one of our live shows and we'll do our best to hunt them down and get them on for you Look forward to your company again soon. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate.